400 customers paying 10 bucks a month, you're doing about 4,000 bucks a month in monthly recurring revenue, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Adrian Thompson, a self-described humble introvert, a humble introverted nerd. Again, his words, not mine. <laughs> Background in motion graphics animation, worked from freelancer to studio founder, and now has developed a storyboarding application to make pre-production easier, experimenting with new ways to make money and build a life that he enjoys at theplot.io. Adrian, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So um, tell us what the company does and, and sort of who's using this. Is it B2B or B2C or something else? Um, surprisingly, a wide variety of people using it in ways that I would have never thought. Um, the reason I built it is because I actually own a motion graphics studio. And in the early days, um, I knew we had to storyboard and there just there wasn't a tool that existed. So we were using Apple Pages templates and then eventually moving to Google Docs just because there was some crude form of collaboration there. Um, and it was just so tedious to make changes to that. And I was always studying entrepreneurship. Um, and I just kind of wanted to try something. Um, I never thought it would be a storyboarding tool, but actually the funny thing was I had that idea and I actually saw a competitor launch um, and it gave me the inspiration. It kind of, you know, validated that idea. And I thought, well, if this, if this, then, and ironically enough, they were also a motion graphics studio. So I thought, well, uh-huh. if they're solving the same problem that they have, then my idea is actually valid. And I went ahead and started mine at the same time. So I use that, um, you know, as a way to encourage me rather than discourage me. So that's kind of the, uh, well, I forgot the first question you asked. I feel like I, I went on a tangent there. No, no, you nailed it. This is a tough problem. I mean, we just had an event. And so the the video designer sent over the five minute reel. And yeah. the the best option I have to add notes is to play the video, open Apple notes, and then say at second 37, exactly. change the line here, do 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 versus yeah. what you guys do, or people are familiar with frame.io as well. Some exactly. others in the space it makes it so much easier. It looks like. Exactly. So Frame.io solved that problem for reviewing finished videos, but there wasn't really an application to solve it for the storyboarding part, which mm-hmm. so my in my background, I used to be a freelance animator. Um, and I got so upset um, being spun in circles by people that could afford to waste my time, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually never got to benefit from storyboards because every agency that I worked for would just skip the process altogether because they could afford to have me make the thing three or four times rather than having it done right the first time. So that's honestly what I got so frustrated with freelancing that I studied how to start a business and, and founded my studio out of that essentially. <laughs> I love anxiety. this. Yeah. All right. So, so let's reverse engineer. Let's talk about where the plot is today, then reverse engineer the full story. So sure. what are customers paying on average per month today to use the tool? Um, I, we just increased prices this last month. It's been something I've been working on. So, so obviously um, this is a side project of mine. And I think there's a lot to talk about here. I think I have a lot to learn from you, which is I was excited to get your email because um, like this software is a, is a side hustle of mine. This is it's yes. not something I've been able to focus on full time. And um, so it, it honestly hasn't gotten the love it deserves. But so it, for a long time, it's been $10 only, $10 a month for unlimited access. Like we didn't have tiered pricing like I, like I should have a long time ago. I realized, you know, I'm leaving money on the table by not doing that. 
Um, finally was able to get that launched just this last month. So now we have three tiers, $10 for a solo plan, 15 for a team plan with five collaborators per project, and then a, a business plan for unlimited collaborators at 20 a month. That's great. And so how many paying customers today? Only about 400-ish. 400, I think. Only is, about. It's a side project. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I was just taking a look at the other people we interviewed. You got some impressive candidates here. I feel like I'm going to be, you know, hopefully the relatable yeah, guy in the but bottom. You want to know a secret between just between us, us friends here, no, no one sure. else? You know, you can have someone on doing 100 million bucks in revenue or publicly traded SaaS founder, and that might be inspirational, but it gets right. way less listens because it's not actionable. 90% right, right. of my audience is you. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, so it's going to be very valuable. So they're okay. still trying to get their first 10, 20, 30 customers. So 400 customers paying 10 bucks a month, you're doing about 4,000 bucks a month in monthly recurring revenue, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you're, you have become an affiliate big bold across the top of your website. Has that been your main growth channel? No, surprisingly, that hasn't been very successful. I, I do have a couple people getting some traction. Um, and it's, it's not something that I market. So this is something that one of my biggest weaknesses is marketing and sales. I'm just, uh, I like, you know, I'm a creative type. I like working behind the scenes. I like just not, not a lot of people interaction. And I, and I struggle with encouraging people to, you know, help their or solve their problems with things that I do. So, um, that's, that's been a struggle of mine to help, to help grow. And I thought affiliate, affiliate marketing, um, would be a way to go. I just don't, I don't push it to any channels and I don't have a big social media presence. So it's kind of just the normal traffic on the website. I think we have like 50 people signed up to that at the moment. Interesting. Okay. So 50 affiliates. That's interesting. It means, so then I guess the begs the question, how did you get 400 customers if it's not the affiliate program? So yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, uh, off the bat. So I, I learned a lot about SEO, all of my, essentially I'd say 90 to 95% of my customers are all SEO. So I, you know, in the early days, I looked up what the keywords were, how were people finding storyboards? What, what were they searching? Um, and I got on the front page of the, of the term storyboard creator, because that was the most trafficked word. It got, how did you learn that? Um, so Google's search function used to be different. You know, Google's always changing their interface, but, uh, through Google search console, you used to be able to find a broader selection. Like, I think now you can search one term and see how much traffic it gets. But in the older versions of the Google Search Console, you could get a wider uh, array of terms and see which ones got more hits. But they changed that like five years ago. So it's so now I think you have to search one term at a time. Or if you rank on a word, you can kind of see how those how you rank on that page. So if you're able to hit certain keywords, then you get more data. But I feel like it's gotten harder, at least in mm. my opinion. I'm not an SEO expert, but I was really deep into it about five or six years ago when I was. Uh, just launching. Well, let, let's but, keep going down this path. Okay. So let, let's yeah. say someone listening today also finds a keyword that they know if they win it, there's a big prize. You yeah. know, it's the case for storyboard creator. So what's the next step? How do you go create content to rank for it? So I, it's funny as I interviewed a couple SEO people, um, I took some meetings just to kind of pick their brain and learn from them. Uh, I don't know if they knew I was doing that, but I kind of just wanted to learn some t- some tricks of the trade and essentially getting the keywords. I think I think obviously Google's evolving over time and and ranking is constantly changing. And I don't know if anybody knows their true algorithm, but what I learned uh, was getting the keyword in as much as possible, backlinks, having supporting content throughout um, your website that kind of redirects to one place, posting on other platforms, and obviously linking to your website is a big deal. But um. A lot of a lot of small tedious things like inside of your images, there's these alt tags. You want to make sure that you're using keywords in those alt tags. You essentially want no space to go unwasted for keywords. Your your header is very important, having the keyword in it. 
Um, using it throughout your front page, very important, embedding it in images. So that's kind of what I tried to do. And like, so I would create videos on Vimeo and YouTube and link those and use those same keywords, obviously, and link it to my homepage. And mm-hmm. I was and you uh, still, even though you're not focused on this today, you still rank organically in the one, two, three, four, five, fifth like spot nine. for storyboard. Oh, no, fifth or sixth, depending on who, what, what browser you're using. But yeah, you still yeah. rank on the first page of Google for storyboard creator. Right. Um, I've noticed more competition creeping up. I was actually getting a little down on myself lately because uh, some, funny enough, some I get a lot of requests for um, for what what they're called sponsored posts or whatnot. Um, and what a couple of them were from new competitors springing up, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know these guys existed. So I was like, I need to get back on my game probably because there's a lot more competition coming. I don't. It's surprising to me because I think the storyboarding the storyboarding space is very small. It's a very niche uh, market in my opinion, mm-hmm. and if I knew what I knew now, I maybe wouldn't have chosen it as the thing I went all in on. So it's interesting. Well, I think the, the thing is, though, it's a very storyboarding is a very interesting wedge to upsell a lot of other stuff to those same animators and design true. teams, et cetera, which is why, true. you know, Canva you know ranks number one for this keyword right now. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, have you ever flipped the script when you got an outreach like that and said, hey, you want to buy the whole company for a hundred grand? I've that thought's crossed my mind a lot. Um I, I, and I, when I think about that, then I, I wonder if I regret not pushing hard enough before doing that. Um, I would hate, I would hate to wait too long to where the, where the app, app is, uh, outgrown by competition. And it's no longer valuable. I would hate to see it wasted. Um, when the positives, I think when I think that thought is like, man, I'd love to see somebody make it the best it could be. Cause I think I, I just have so many limitations, my time being one and just kind of my know my knowledge in growing a SaaS. Like I think I think I've done everything that I could from having no experience and trying to do it on the side. Um, and obviously all being bootstrapped, like I don't have any investors or I haven't had any coaching or help getting it set up. So it's kind of just listening to podcasts and reading books, like trying to figure it out on my own. When did you write the first line of code for a plot? Um, so I'm not personally not a developer. I hired a, a guy to create the MVP. That was in 2015. So we're this almost fascinating. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Who was that guy? How'd you find him? Um, a friend. So I grew or I was uh, living in the Bay Area. I knew a uh, UI designer was a friend I went to church with. And he worked at a company uh, and he, he knew many developers. He's a UI you know, designer at this, at this company. Um, and he knew his friend wanted to do some freelance work. A lot, a lot, there's a lot of bored developers in the Bay Area at the time because they're just doing boring corporate stuff. And, and when they hear somebody starting an MVP, they kind of want to just do it because there's less you know, red tape, they can kind of be creative and do their thing. So what'd you, what'd you pay him to get the MVP off the 15 ground? 15 grand to get it off the ground. Wow. Um, so which I thought was like reasonable. Rich, 
Yeah, where'd you get that? I mean, look, where'd you get from that the money? studio? It- so I mean, I've you know I ah, okay. operated the studio since 2012, and I grew it. Um, and I was you know I had I, I saved my money, and I, I've always known I wanted to invest in something like this. Uh, this wasn't my first passive income project. Like I, my first step into like digital products was creating scripts for Adobe After Effects, which are just ways to automate uh, tasks that After Effects didn't build natively into the system. So I built, I hired a, a guy to create a couple of those, and that gave me like a couple, like a thousand dollars in monthly passive income. So I was able to keep stashing stuff away. Like I would create a savings. Um, you know, being a being a studio or a business owner the first five years is pretty unpredictable. So I like to have cash on the side, and that's what I I decided this was a time to to do something, take take that's my right. swing essentially. That's very, but see, the thing is, like, you don't, you can't go all in because the studio makes so much more money, right? That's like your livelihood. Exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. And I have three kids and a wife. I can't afford to yeah. take that big of a gamble. Like, starting the studio was my gamble when we were just, you know, just me and my wife. So I wasn't willing to like shut down my studio. But those are thoughts I've always had because uh, how can you really do your best at something if you don't give it your full time? And that's kind mm-hmm. of been my dilemma as an entrepreneur, because these aren't even the only two things that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So my time is just split and I just constantly feel like I'm, I'm not the, I'm kind of like leaving a lot on the table. Cause I clearly can't be the best at four different things at the same time. Yep. 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 Really interesting. Now, if you're doing 4,000 a month today, what were you doing about a year ago? Do you remember? Um, it's been about three to 5,000 consistently for the last three to four years. So there's been really no growth. Like our best month, has been six or seven thousand when so because people can pay annually so sometimes there'll be yep. a spike of annual payments. Yep. Um, but that's like been best case scenario. And that's where I've been getting a little antsy and thinking, how do I how do I kick I'm in a plateau phase? Like how do I get yep. out of how do I get to the next phase? I've tried a lot of things. I've tried um hiring Facebook ad guys. I've hired two different agencies to to run Facebook ads. I've tried reaching out to uh you know, influencers, I can't even get a response. I, I think maybe I was aiming at too popular of influencers. I was trying to find YouTubers, you know, that 50 to 100,000 subscriber range. I, I literally couldn't get a response. I think I got one response, but they were booked out for the whole year. Like they weren't taking anybody. And I got really discouraged trying that. So I gave that up. I tried um, getting into schools. I spent a solid year emailing schools, I think every day, just trying to get like a wedge into students having you know, familiarity with the software and maybe they'll pay for it when they get hired, you know, after school. But that just proved so difficult trying to get their, their curriculum was so strict and they just weren't interested in changing what they were teaching. And it was, I just feel like I've hit a lot of walls in that regard, trying to Mm -hmm. figure out like a a growth hack, so to speak. Um, One thing that worked well is, you know, I figured what are people Googling and a lot of people that don't know about storyboard software are Googling, um, templates because that's the way that you'd create it before you'd, you'd look for a Microsoft Word template or Adobe Photoshop template. So I created free templates um, and that's a search term that I also ranked for. So we have people that'll download our templates and then on the template itself, I have advertising saying, hey, you could do this on plot. It's easier. So that was yeah. that one. That, that's the only hack that I think has worked consistently well. It's so very far. interesting, you know, it, it, how people think about growth because like the immediate thing I go to is, you know what? I wonder how many video editors are on Upwork. They all mm-hmm. get frustrated with clients with how they do feedback. Like if I was growing, Polly, all I would do is I would go on Upwork. I would hire every single person with video editor in their description for what they do. 
and and give them a very small, meaningless task, for, pay their hourly rate. That's my CAC, but yeah. require they use Plotly. <laughs> That's funny. The free, the free version, because then they're likely going to stick with it for their next, second, third, fourth, fifth project and become a customer. That's like how I would do it. That is funny. And I actually have gotten my, so clients through my studio, I have gotten them to use plot as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, I have a couple of big enterprise clients that use it because they work with me, you know, creating yeah. videos. Super interesting. Do you keep a separate set of books? Like if someone wanted to buy it, could you send them a really clean PL and balance sheet and all that stuff? I could. Uh, so my books are all combined at the moment for oh, okay, ease, okay. but I definitely could. I track, I've tracked every expense I've spent separately in a spreadsheet for plot. Nice. And obviously Stripe has its own thing. So yeah, all, all the subscription data is separate on its own. Yeah. So yeah, I could definitely sort the finances out pretty quickly. Super interesting. Super, super. What would the, what, I mean, is so if so, like, would you know what the number would be? Like, is it the real number is what's the number where you tell your wife tonight at dinner, then you say you walked away and she goes, I'm leaving. You should have taken that deal. <laughs> oh, she, she would be supportive either way. I think my number would have to be North of a hundred thousand, but I don't know. You know, I've always wondered if that's even worth it to somebody. Like, I don't know if that's like well, why is that? Sales. Why is that the number? I mean, how long would it take you to make a hundred grand on this in free cash flow? <sighs> that's yeah. That's the other thing I've thought. I've kind of so what I've been doing is obviously reinvesting subscription revenue to my developers because I want to yeah. improve the product. So I've I have had that thought. Like, what if I maybe just sat for a few years and collected a check and then sold it? So at least I built some. Because I'm honestly about at a I'm at a break even point essentially. So yeah. if I if I don't hire developer or don't you know pay developers, I could just collect some profit for a while. I thought about that. Um, I, I guess 100K is my number because I think that's kind of what's fair for the state of the business. And it would kind of be enough money to make me satisfied with how much time I've put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be, I think it just because it would be hard to accept less than that. Otherwise, yeah. I feel like I should I should keep working at it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to measure opportunity cost, right? Which is what effectively this is. Because it's going to be really hard to pay, get someone to take, you know, take 100,000 divided by 4,000, right? That's 25 years. Right of right. revenue, right? And that's assuming it's all profit, right? So it would be hard probably to get that. So you're probably going to stick with it, uh, and probably going to keep yep. doing the same thing for the next you know 10, 20 years. But th- yep. you know you're learning a bunch doing it, which is also valuable. So yep. really interesting. Um, let's uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. And I, I love everything Seth Godin has written. Um, I'd I'd say um, Lynchpin by Seth Godin probably. Lynchpin. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk is, I consume a lot of his content, so it must, it's gotta be him. Hey, I just had an idea. If I invite you to speak at our founder event in Austin in September 8th on stage, and then I basically ran a competition where people had 30 minutes to come up with the best idea they could on how they would grow the business. And then they presented five minutes each, like on the things, and then you pick the winner and then we oh. would award like a grand or five grand or whatever for them to go execute that thing on Plotly. Could we, and then film to like mini documentary. Would you be open to that? Wow. Wow! Yeah, that'd be super interesting, guys. Amazing. If you're, yeah, if you if you guys are listening, to this going, I have ideas for 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 uh, Adrian. Uh, just like email me or something, Nathan at nathanlaka.com or Nathan at founderpath.com. That'd be really interesting to do this live. The nice thing, yeah. Adrian, what you have here is you have something that can be sold. You have a working software product. It's just a question of distribution. Right. Um, all right, number three. What's your favorite online tool uh, for building plot besides your own? Favorite tool that has helped us build plot. Yeah, like whatever you use to be, collaborate, communicate, sketch, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, it's obviously not possible without GitHub. That's something okay. I had to learn how to to use. Um, I mean, Slack, honestly, Slack I use in all all of my ventures so far. It's been priceless. 
All right. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Actually, well, that varies, but I honestly, I'm a seven to eight hour sleeper when things are going well. If I, if I'm having a little bit of a season of anxiety, it'll be closer to six. I like getting up early as well. Married with three kids and how old are you? I'm turning 34 tomorrow. Ah, happy early birthday. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. And that's a, that's a tough one. I think, uh, I, I think I already knew it. Um, consistency and patience pays off. Um, it's something that I've heard other people say that we're older, including Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I think I would just re- reiterate that whenever I was feeling, I, I've struggled with depression, anxiety, just wanting to get things done faster, wanting to see results faster. I think reiterating that to myself would be encouraging. That Guys, the plot.io launched back in 2015 because his own studio, his own studio built, he was frustrated with how to get video and anim- you know, feedback on animations effectively from clients. He built it to manage his own work. Now has 400 customers, mainly from an SEO play, which was just super genius, super targeted 400 customers, about 4K in MRR today, but been basically flat the past four years. So it is consistent, but not growing, right? It's a yin and a yang. Who knows what he'll yeah. do next? Probably hang on to it. Keep using it himself. Keep learning it. It's fun to have a side project you can dabble with and experiment on. But in the meantime, I encourage you guys to check it out. Adrian, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.